Huh. Huh, this is an un- that's mm, this is quite an email I've received. Um I'm not used to getting an email from I, I don't know mysterious unknown someones. Mm, it's have a have a look at this. This is weird. Oh, oh okay, yep, yep, that's um Okay uh, 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 yeah, are right? you uh are, are you are you are you up for that? I mean maybe I mean it sounds pretty spooky. I mean it does sound pretty spooky. Well, I can be quite anxious, but I mean, this is specifically addressed to you, so I guess. Oh, I mean, I mean, yeah, sh- sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you better reply then. Okay. Then there we go. I guess we just wait now. I I don't know how long we're supposed to wait for this. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go and get myself a cup of tea. Good luck with. All of the mystery. All all of this, all, yes. All of that mystery. Uh, hello? <laughs> ah! Spooky. Ah. 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 Oh, are you alright? Did I miss something? Uh, yeah, a little uh, spooky happenings at the door. Oh, that's what you just consented to. Right? I, I, I guess, yeah. Oh. And that that was it. That's yeah. No, they just they were just a little spooky. And it was yeah. Oh, I mean, as 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 spookings go, that's probably not the worst. I, I mean, I can imagine worse spookings. Yeah. Oh, it's a weird day when d- demons and 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 stuff are like less bad than right wingers. I mean, I, I wish I could say I was surprised. Strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale, and I'm not Jane as, and I'm not Jane Eris Magnet Dale. That's and it. I, I did it wrong this time. Y- yeah, you I did it wrong this time. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not Laura Kate Magnet Dale, and I'm not Jane Eris Magnet Dale. And yeah. um, this is we're queer. still married. <laughs> we're still married. <laughs> this is queer and pleasant strangers. It's a podcast. Sometimes we say things that aren't the routine, and it throws us because we've got neurodiversity, but we're also a pair of queer tra- trans women that talk about what we've played in our weeks and do silly voices and skits. And I'm generally, just put my nose in my tea. Oh no, you put your nose in your tea. A little bit. I was trying to get my phone off. Oh no, <laughs> today is chaos. Everything is chaos. It's chaos. It's fine. Give it like forty minutes. We're both going to be very on the ball. Mm. It's going to be fine. Mm. How are you doing? Um, I've literally spoken up like what fifteen minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah we we both clearly needed some sleep. We did, and we did. We had it. We now we record on a Tuesday night. It's Wednesday morning because this this stuff. week has been chaos. It has been. It's chaos. been chaos week. Chaos. <gasps> What have you played this week? What have I played this week? Yeah, well, what have I you guess, played this week? I guess the big the big one. We'll start with the big one. Yeah. Uh been playing some Back for Blood. That's <gasps> not Left for Dead game. Yeah, how is not Left for Dead? It's legally distinct from Left for Dead. I mean uh, it certainly is legally distinct from Left for Dead, huh? I mean we'll get the obvious ones out of the way. First of all, it is a uh four player co op campaign of people trying to get through a city and complete tasks and get to safe places before the zombies get <gasps> you. Not, not the zombies. The zombies, except they're called ridden in this for some reason. Ah. I, 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 I don't see them being ridden. I, I have seen like little 
bats, like, leech things crawling across their eyes. Yeah, like... Uh, there's that sort of, like, the, yeah. the, the, the black whale from uh, X-Files type. Yeah, the, the fungus from The Last of Us. The sort of, something has taken control of bodies and is I guess that's why doing they're things ridden? with them. They're, yeah. Their bodies being ridden by the... See, when you said ridden, I at first thought you said risen, which would have made more sense because they've risen from the dead. I first thought they said riddled, like, ah, oh, they are riddled ah. with the zombie plague. I mean, there's lots of things that sound like ridden that feel like they'd make more sense, <laughs> right? Yep. 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 That is the case. Um, yeah. So that, 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 that's, that's the basics. Um, nice thing. Uh, it opens on an accessibility screen. Yay! You, you get like two screens of hey, how would you want your subtitles? Uh, do you have any um, color color blindness modes? And and the subtitles are, are pretty varied. You've got options for like, do you want colors? Do you want directions for things? Do you want environmental sounds? Oh. Like, um, which is great for a first time player, even if you like, yeah, you're um, you're not someone who you normally need subtitles because you can tie a sound to uh like what a thing actually is indeed also i imagine that's a useful setting for you because you're kind of deaf in one ear which I'm means directional hearing's not great yep, not great um but you get things like um like oh uh, a lurker idling so there's a lurker nearby. That huh? sound I just heard is 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 and a sound i can also oh. um leaper leaps yeah, oh, that would make it so much easier for me to connect what is what. I'm uh-huh. so bad at putting names to things. Uh-huh. Oh, having it written down as well is so much easier to pass. Uh-huh. Mm. Oh, that's neat. It doesn't help that it does do the the um the Left for Dead thing that they have like maybe two slang terms for each of the big mutations. Yeah. But it's not the worst thing really. Yeah. Um but gosh, does that game like drop you in the fucking deep end? I okay. imagine so. You've you've okay. You've done your you've done all your accessibility settings, right? We're just gonna nip to a quick intro video, and oh, here is a bunch of dots along the bottom of the screen with Act One to Act Four sporadically listed next to them. Aha! Uh-huh. And it is a whole campaign that follows these four people, like from one end to the other, across like. I think there must be about like 15, 20 levels in there. Yeah. And I have not got through all of them just yet. I can't imagine you would have done, seeing as the game's only just come out when we record this. It's, yeah, it's 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 also pretty hard, but it does give you a credit, which is nice. So you get like a single continue to uh, try and work through that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm. I'm enjoying it so far for the most part. It is a little bit jank balls. I mean. I can't say I'm surprised. I don't know, like, how long... Because I, I remember Steph talking about having played it or demoed it, mm. like, a month or so ago. Yeah. But, uh, so I don't know how long it's been kind of in the wild for, but there is definitely still stuff that needs to be repaired. Like, the bots are wild. Yeah. Like, look, yesterday I walked out of a door, the bots sort of turned around... Mm. One of them were still following me, and the other two were sort of, like, trying to leapfrog each other, but just jumping up and down um, to their full height. Oh, okay. Just on top of each other, pointing their guns at a door. 
Uh, so for context, it had a beta a little while ago, okay. but when you played it, it was the first day it was actually out okay. as a thing that people could just get. Okay. So they, they've had time to have it in the wild, but this is the first day that they're like, yeah, play it. Okay, everyone have a go now. Oh God, what have we done? I mean, that's video games. Mm. Um, so yeah, there's stuff like that. Like the, the bots are not great, um, but I just wanted to, I've I mean I'm maybe I'm too used to the Left 4 Dead community of like maybe two or three years ago where they all knew the levels yeah they wouldn't necessarily wait for a new person um there was absolutely no possibility of exploration you did it absolutely right or not at all and they would leave you behind yeah um despite the fact that that was then going to make the level harder for them um and then you'd often, like, randomly get put into servers where it was like, oops, all tanks. Yeah. Like, every five minutes, or, or every minute, another tank was being generated, and, like, no standard infected. Okay. Or shopping ma um, servers, where they would have, like, oh, we've unlocked all these extra guns, you have to, like, earn enough XP, and occasionally work out what all the, uh, like, console commands are, or the chat commands are. That will unlock a shop and you can buy guns and ammo and better guns and a rocket launcher and shit like that. Yeah. Um, so those servers were always a bit of a nightmare, but some of that seems to be have, have been included in Back for Blood. Uh, initially, I was a little bit like, oh, God, there's a money system in here. What, 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 what are they going to be microtraction transactions? I'm yeah. not comfortable with this. Um, there is. So you'll just find piles of money lying around. Mm. And at every safe house, there is a box you can open and you can shop from it. And you might be able to get, like, a better gun or, uh, like, an extended magazine for that gun or maybe sights for your gun. Um, and then there's, like, team upgrades you can get. So if you've got enough money, you could maybe buy, like, oh, I'm I'm going to improve everyone's stamina for the rest of the run. Yeah. And the run is literally until they you run out of continues. So you can go like all the way to the end of one act, and that that is your run. Okay. And it seems like you can open a um, campaign in any act you want, mm. as long as um, you know that's how that's how you that that's what you've already unlocked in solo, I guess, or like something you've previously done. Mm. Um, yeah, the money system's kind of cool, actually. There is also like a, hey, you've completed a run, have some um, supplies, which will improve your, like, hub world. Yeah. I don't really understand what that's going to do. Um, you have decks of cards as well. Aha! Uh -huh. So there is a card system of, um, so you get a starter deck when you start. Yeah. I believe you can unlock extras or purchase them with some of the like secondary currency. Mm. This game feels like they were ready to fill it with microtransactions. And they might have done, and I haven't noticed it yet. Yeah. Um, But like, yeah, you can get new cards. But the cards are like very minimal stuff. Yeah. So at the start of a run, you'll get to pick two cards. And then at the end of each um area... You'll get one or two um, negative cards, yeah. sometimes three, and a positive card from your own deck. So it might be something like, um, pick from these five. Do you want better healing, better stamina, uh, improved ammo capacity, okay. more health? Um, or 
But those are just for your character. Okay. Rather than team stuff. And then there will be things that are just affecting the level. So it might be things like a fog has descended and now you can't see for shit. Or there's a power outage and now none of the lights are on in the level. Do you get to see the negative things before you pick which positive to take? Yes. Okay, so you can look at the bads and go, ooh, this positive would help counteract those a little, maybe. I mean, I haven't found any positive cards that really work in a way that would counteract those yet. Okay. Um, especially things like the Fog or the Darkness. That's yeah. just a I, I can see. I can see with those, but like if there was something like enemies are doing more damage, okay, maybe I'll take something that'll make my health be better. Generally, it's not... A, I mean, yeah, you can kind of do that, but most of them are things like these enemies are just tougher. Yeah. Um, so it's not necessarily that they're doing more damage, but because they stay alive longer, they will do more damage to you. Um, okay. So you've got, uh, like, you might get enemies that are ferocious and they need specifically to be shot in the head, otherwise they're just not going to stumble. Okay. Um, you get armoured enemies. Yeah. Um, because most of the big mutations have, like, a big glowing shoot here spot. Yeah. Because um, where, how else would you know where to shoot them? Exactly. Um, but like in later parts of a run, because these things seem to get much worse as you go on, yeah, you might find that that armored spot, uh, that that um, help weak spot, is now armored. Ah, so you might have to like do a load of extra damage to it, and then you hear like a ping, and it's like pings off, and you can shoot that. Um, then you've got all the mutations. So like, there's your standard sort of like one's got a big bashy arm, yeah, and it will sort of try and club at you. Uh, you've got your explodey ones, your barfy ones, uh, your ones that kind of like leap on you and um, throw, uh, like spit webbing webbing at you and hold you in place. Yeah. Um, you've got that like Titan thing that I I mentioned to you. That's like, what if a tank but like scaled up ten times? Yeah. Um, that thing takes a while. There's like a hag, mm. uh, which um. Is is it's sort of a, a weird bog creature with I can't even describe its face. I've only seen one once and it ate me. Like it literally picked me up off the ground. Oh. Choo 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 choo. My little leggies kicking out of its maw. <laughs> and then it just ran off. And my teammates, who were bots, were just like, Oh, I don't really know how to deal with this. I mean, very if well. I was a human player, I wouldn't know how to deal with that very well. <laughs> Especially the first time, right? Fucking Bogwitch just like, ate you and ran away. So we're going eaten, and its little belly's all, all tubby now because it's full of humin. <laughs> it ran away, burrowed into the side of a hill, and just vanished. And it's like, Your character has, has been. Is this a thing where, like, if they'd shot the Bogwitch maybe before it. Borrowed away, it would have spat you up, I and that's why you didn't so. say you were dead straight away. I assume so. And then it was um, the same sort of. Uh, you remember in Left for Dead, like if a character died and the rest of the team carried on, you'd be found in like a cupboard or something. Yeah. Um, in this, like you can be like glued to a wall with just slime. Oh. Like uh, Alien Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of that sort of vibe. Um. Yeah, there are, there is a lot of very cool stuff in one of my favorite levels I've played so far was um so the campaign section had been hey, we've got this uh safe house here run by the military. Yeah. Uh you four are cleaners, can you go out and find more people? So it's like, oh, I found I found the exit really easy, but I can't get out until I found the people. So I'll do a, another sweep of the map. Try and find the people. Sometimes they're glued to walls, sometimes they're just, like, hiding in a building or something. 
take them all back to this stronghold and like you're all stronger together and that ca that campaign ended with okay we need to get all of those people across town can you make a distraction so you are instructed to go to this bar it's like i've seen this most of this level before all of a sudden like oh i can go this direction that i've not previously been able to and now I can go in the bar, which mm, makes me curious about the multiplayer maps. Like, are they just going to unlock the whole level? Or has that just been a way of reusing some of the assets to go, okay, you can go this way on this level, but it doesn't yeah. really exist along with all of that. Or is it going to be like, on a multiplayer level, we can have fucking hundreds of you... And you can go everywhere. I'm I'm very curious, yeah. But e even for single player, if it's... Yeah, I like the idea of, look, you're going to have some repeated space in a level, but we're going to have enough new bits around it that it feels distinct every time you go yeah. through it. Like or that. you just be going like... There's the, basically, yeah. the, like, the main thing with that whole set of levels is you come out of this one door and then there's, like, uh, a main open area in front of you. And, like, I think the first time you can go to, like, a little road down the left... And then there's one down the right, and then you go like up, and you do just calm down. <laughs> uh, you do just like a little uh, lap around uh, this petrol station, and the last one I think you go sort of up, like straight up the road, and then like further off to the right. It's fascinating how you do all that, but yeah. Anyway, this bar level, you go in, you uh, there's barricades most of the way around the outside. You have to like hop the barricades yeah. to get in, and they're like, okay, create a distraction turn on the jukebox and I'm like okay <gasps> there's guns everywhere there's fucking Molotov cocktails this, on the this bar. is giving real uh, defending the bar uh, <laughs> zombie scene vibes yeah huh yeah um and I was just like okay right yep again guns guns mollies I've unlocked like all of the um like caches so that there's like better guns for people um yep okay we're all ready I'm gonna hit the jukebox and it just burst into like the crescendo from um Ace of Spades <laughs> And I'm like, fucking yes! This is this game sounds great at times. Yeah. <laughs> like when like may maybe I will risk playing with other humans at some point. I, I mean if if you want to play with me, I'll play with you at some point. If you want to stream this, I'll hop on co-op and stream Yay. it with you. <laughs> I mean we probably won't be able to have the music on, but I mean, that's fine. We'll know. <laughs> There, um, yeah, we should we should definitely play that just together sometime. Maybe actually, the the friend that we played a lot of Deep Rock Galactic with, I think we could play I that think we with. Could probably play that, and with. I think we could have fun doing that. <laughs> maybe that Sunday I'll remind him to bring his lappy. Oh yeah, <laughs> that'd be that'd be that'd be real fun. Yay! I think we'd have a good time with that. Yay! Um, yeah. So um, I'm having fun with it so far. Some of the like set piece levels are amazing. One of the one of the, that first section I did with where you're running across. Um, a collapsed bridge mm. and there's like a boat halfway across and then you have to like navigate through the boat to the other side and then back up onto the collapsed <laughs> bridge and then the it's like the finale of that is like you've got to the military on the other side and they're like cool we're gonna lay down some covering fire some of you go on that fucking boat and and plant some explosives <gasps> so that the zombies can't get over here Ah, oh. and like I imagine with a full team of people, that's very different. Cause, yeah, like 
you you get like a, a Gatling gun that you can set up like yeah. on a mounted position, like on the bridge, and just do like sweeps of the zombie yeah. Board. So one person's doing the the doing the sweeps to keep everything at bay. One's doing the the, yeah. the explosives. And... So the military shout to stay here to go into the ship, but like I'm doing it like pretty much all on my own, and it's just like. There's so many, like, special infected, and then, like, going down into the bowels of the thing, and it's like, oh, someone's just, like, fallen off the edge of the bridge somehow. Yeah. I don't really have time to go back and get you right just now. Just gonna fucking deal with I'm it. I'm gonna plant this bum and I'm gonna run. <laughs> Sorry, but, um... Yeah, it's it's wild, that whole the whole section. Yeah. Some of the set pieces in this game are absolutely fantastic. And it, it looks like a really like it looks like a very polished game when the AI's not doing weird shit. Like it it looks very nice. The only thing I would say as a less good version from Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead had that AI director thing, and I suspect that's probably patented. Yeah. Because in this it really does feel like you can turn around and or or just move just like there there is just enough of an edge around a doorway yeah that it will start spawning zombies within the building that you've just cleared i saw that happen with the church that you were like ah safe house walk it oh oh no there's things that was a bit different because like that was very that's another thing that's very specific to back for blood over left for dead um like that felt very much like a trick because it was like, okay. get to the safe house, get to the safe house, okay. you open the safe house door and it's not a safe house at all. Okay, so it's not, finished. Not, it's not a case that like it, things had spawned in there when they weren't meant to. No, That's... that was a case of, hey, you think you've got to the end of the level, you're going to have to board up all the windows before this uh, is actually yes. a safe house. Yeah. Um, and that's like an, a thing that I've seen in a couple of levels. Like, There's a library level early on where it's like, yeah. there are four windows open where the zombies are getting in. There are scraps around nearby so that you can yeah. pull out the windows. Can you go and do that? Okay, in that case, if that's a deliberate thing, that's kind of neat. That, oh yeah, that was like really fucking cool. But then there's just... Um, yeah, there are just times when you'll be like, oh, I've cleared this warehouse, but I can't see behind that shelf. And there's now like zombies coming towards yeah. me. Or like... I've cleared this whole area out behind me. We've turned around because we heard a noise behind us. Oh, now turn back around because things are just yeah. falling behind you because there's a horde. Mm-hmm. And that feels a little bit less intuitive. Yeah. Especially given like the small amount of space they seem to be able to spawn in sometimes. Yeah. And and oh, and one really weird thing I had was this um So the exploders or the like the bile spewing ones are a little yeah. bit weird in this sometimes they'll just like spew on you and fuck off yes and you'll be like where the where's it gone where's it gonna be because it will wait until there's more zombies spawned and come back and try you again oh so it's like hey i'm not i'm not gonna risk this solo i'm smart enough to know that that i'm best in a team yeah which is kind, kind of a cool mechanic, but there was one thing where I was in like quite a suburban area. Yeah. There's like a house with a flagpole out front. And like I couldn't work out where I was supposed to be going. I'd got a bit lost. Yeah. And um this ex- like boomy explodey bile spewy thing had uh like puked on me from one side, so I ran after it. My team had stayed to sort of pretty much deal with the zombies. I ran after it, it got to the end of like the garden. And then just sort of stopped. And I was shooting it and nothing was happening. And then it just vanished. And next thing I know, there was the same enemy spawned on the other side of the map. So I don't know if it was doing like a... 
what everybody thought the alien in in isolation was doing. Oh, where they thought it was yeah, teleporting around. Yeah. Um, but like literally, I saw it vanish in front of my face, yeah. and like everyone's like, "Oh my god, there's an exploder over here!" I was like, "Oh fuck, hang on, uh, <laughs> that's not ideal." Yeah, so there's a little bit of jank there, but overall, like I'm really happy to see like the level design is fantastic. Yeah. Um, although sometimes it could do with a little bit more signposting, maybe. Yeah. Um, and and just like it's 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 nice to see more of that yeah. style of it's, game. It's scratching that Left 4 Dead itch in a way that you are happy with. And in a way that has proper difficulty settings. Hmm. Because that, that I don't know if you remember, there was a, a new chapter added to Left 4 Dead 2? Yes. Last year? Yeah. Or early, very early this year? And it it was nails hard. Yeah. It wasn't super fun. Uh, for me anyway. Like, I'm sure yeah. people fucking loved it, but like, I don't play the multiplayer in those yeah. games because that's not fun to me. And that sort of, like, super nails hard. Exactly. It There's a balance of I'm... I, it's difficult enough that I feel some pressure, but not yeah. so difficult that I can come out the end of it feeling a little power fantasy-ish. Yeah. And so far with this, like, this has felt like I want it to feel like there are difficulty settings, and if you select those difficulty settings, those are the difficulty settings. Yeah, and it will make a noticeable difference. As opposed to... Left for Dead, where you could like, oh, it's a rookie server. Join our server for a game. Yeah, playing that level you like, Dead Center. Dead Center is the best level. Um, but not necessarily getting those difficulty levels because somebody's modded the server to be like, oops, all tanks or shotgun uh, or whatever yeah. else, or just yeah. like constantly spawning hordes. Indeed. What about you? What have you played? Uh, well, uh, there's there's a couple of big places I could start. I'm going to start with uh, oh shit that that OLED switch, which I uh, I I've been playing since yeah. gosh, Friday Friday yeah. last week. Um, yeah. it's very shiny. It's very shiny. So uh, for anyone who doesn't know, um, there's a new model of the switch. The only real difference uh, differences are that the screen is bigger. It hasn't made the body of the switch noticeably larger. I think it's about a millimeter larger on each side. Uh, but they've basically just reduced the bezel and um, increased the the amount of screen. There's less border around it. Um, an OLED screen, for anyone who doesn't know, the basic gist is that rather than backlighting the whole screen at once, uh, each individual pixel is backlit, which means that pixels can be more vibrantly coloured, more directly coloured. Dark colours can be closer to actual black because the pixels can essentially be turned off. Um brighter colours can be turned up brighter because it's not just going to wash out the blacks. Um, and it overall just gives a brighter, more vibrant screen. Mm. Um, having played around with it, it's real nice. Um, oh, the other thing, there's a kickstand at the back that's a wide no, kickstand. It's a and it's, kickstand. Oh, I'm it's not such, fucking about with the other one. It's a lovely kickstand. Uh, very quickly, the build quality feels nicer as well. Mm. Um, the materials on the back feel a bit more premium. The top feels a bit more sturdy. Like uh, That grill doesn't feel like you could just like stretch it out by pinging. Exactly. And like that happened with some people's launch day switches oh, yeah. where like the, bending, the, the yeah the top of it was starting to like bend apart a little bit this feels a lot sturdier a lot less likely like that's going to happen the joy-con rails feel a bit sturdier mm. um it just feels a bit more sturdily built i mean the thing i've noticed with that like i've only held it a couple of times i've got yeah. it, but like as somebody who has a big chunky phone 
and uses one of those rings on the yes. back to hold it. The fact that you can push out the kickstand and just like balance that on your yeah. like, ring fingers. So yeah, the kickstand rather than the original ones, like little flimsy bit on one side on the back and that it only goes like it could really hold its own. Yeah, weight. it doesn't hold its weight very well. It's lopsided. It uh, doesn't it's go across the whole back. This it's sturdy. It can move to multiple positions, but it's. It's firm enough that if you do that, if you sort of push it out and rest your ring fingers on it and sort of use it like a phone ring, it doesn't just like fold all the way up from yeah. like the weight of the switch. It stays there. It, and it just it feels like a nicer place to balance it than yeah. like pressure from the sides or, or balancing it on yeah. your ring fingers. And I still underneath. have like the little fingers underneath, but like it's it's a much more stable hold. Well, also by by spreading it across those four fingers you're sp- yeah. spreading the weight out more which yeah. I think makes it just more comfortable. Um, But yeah, other than that, there's like not much really in the way of practical differences. Bit of internal it, storage. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, bigger internal storage. It's 64 internal rather than 32. Um, I really like this. Um, I didn't think the screen size increase would feel as big a deal as it does, because it's only like about an inch or so diagonally across, but that is about a sixth of its size being added when you think about it that way. And like that is a noticeable difference. Um, The colours on it are so nice. Um, I've been doing a lot of playing around with different kinds of games. Um, The variety of games it makes look nicer is quite... Like, there's quite a wide range. Stuff that is very colourful and, like, very Nintendo. Your yeah. Mario's, your Yoshi's Woolly World, Hades. your stuff like... Yeah, your stuff like that. Like those, I expected those to look better on an OLED screen. What I didn't expect to look so good was Resident Evil 4, for example. Yeah, right? Um, like, that looks so rich. Yeah, because here's the thing. It, the screen's no larger in resolution, but OLED screens tend to look generally nicer because... Because each of the pixels are, are, are individually lit, you don't get so much colour bleed. And that tends to make edges on things look crisper. Mm-hmm. And that gives an impression of a higher resolution image than mm-hmm. is actually there. It is a trick. It is not actually making it any higher resolution, but it can appear that way. And it makes a lot of games look nice. Um, the other games that looks really good on is stuff like uh, Hades, I think, is the perfect mm. example of a game that looks great on this, mm-hmm. in that it has lots of, like, true, like, pitch black elements yeah. mixed in with lots of bright, vibrant colours. Mm-hmm. Put those together, it's... Mm, it's so good. A mm. um, couple of other differences that, like, aren't going to make a difference for every Switch owner, but will for some Switch owners... Um, this uses the internal battery from the revised Switch from a couple of years in, uh, rather than the launch model Switch. Mm. Um, that noticeably has improved my experience with battery life somewhat, mm. um, and that has been a nice little upgrade. Also, games that have a lot of black uh, parts of the screen, the battery lasts noticeably better because fewer pixels need lighting up on the screen. Um... There are certain games like um, playing through like uh, Undertale or uh, I was playing a lot of Undertale. The battery was going down so slowly because very little of the screen needed lighting. And that is a weird, nice little side effect. Um, Mm. That being said, also stuff that is like mostly black and white pixel art stuff looks great on this. Um, Are you blowing up uh, Gato Roboto? Yeah, Gato Roboto, uh, Minute, Undertale... Mmm, real, real good looking those. Um, 
In terms of whether this is a thing anyone needs, no, not at all. Uh, if you have a switch, one of the switches that has like a the improved battery from a couple of years in, and you're like, oh, do I need to upgrade to this? No. If you have a launch day switch and it's getting a bit ropey, and you're like, you know, I feel like I, I feel I play a lot of handheld. I'd like a nicer screen in handheld. It's it is a very nice upgrade. It is an unnecessary but very nice upgrade. If the catches on your Joy-Con rails are fucked, like yeah, know. yeah, um, but yeah, it is an unnecessary upgrade that is really nice. Mm. Um, I think if you don't own a Switch and you're thinking about getting one, and you're likely to play handheld and on the TV, if you're deciding between like the the dockable Switch and the OLED dockable Switch for the extra fifty quid, I think this feels worth it. Yeah. Um and despite what people say, it's nice to have an Ethernet cable in the back. Yeah, yeah. Um obviously that's a very different proposition for the Switch Lite, because that's like two like it's you're looking at more like a hundred and fifty pound difference mm. for the Switch Lite. How much does docking and larger screen make a difference? But like And transferring all over all your stuff seems to go pretty easily. Yeah it's a little fiddly to move your stuff over. Nintendo hasn't made it super easy. For anyone wondering about the process, you have to log into your Nintendo account on the new Switch, uh, transfer all of your saves and your user account from the old Switch to the new Switch, except there are certain games that behave a little bit differently. Animal Crossing needs its own save transfer program, so you'll need to be logged onto your account on both Switches, upload, like, transfer the the save using a separate program. Also, apparently the save transfer tool is a little bit... In it's mostly fine, but a few people have had issues where saves have gotten corrupted on the way. Oh. So if you're someone like me that, for example, has a lot of shiny Pokemon you <laughs> don't want to risk losing, yeah. um, Pokemon is a series that doesn't allow for cloud saves, you might want to back your stuff up to Pokemon Home, do the transfer, move your Pokemon back just to be safe. Because mm. um, I think the only... It'll move your saves for stuff that won't allow cloud saves, but I think the only ones that, like, Pokemon, Splatoon 2, and Animal Crossing are weird fiddly cases, and mm. those are ones that you're like, you might want to be... Make sure you've done... You've, you've transferred it right before you do anything. Yeah. Um... But I mean, once I got it done, totally fine. It's a shame you have to re-download all your digital software because mm. for piracy's sake, all of your SD card data is locked to that console, not to that user account. But I got it I got it done. It wasn't too much of a faff. And yeah, I really like that OLED Switch. It's real nice. Okay, well, do you want to tell us about something you've been playing on that OLED Switch? Uh, yeah, I can talk about some things tell I've been playing Dread. on that OLED Switch. Um, I've been playing a, a, a fair bit of Metroid Dread. Yeah. I've been really enjoying that game. It's yeah. real neat. Um, So, Metroid Dread is a classic 2D side-scrolling Metroid game. Um, The deal with this one that the reason why it's called Dread is there are certain areas on the maps where there are these basically unkillable robots that will essentially one-hit kill you. Um, you can counter their attacks, but it is frame-perfect, as I understand it. Like, there is literally a one-frame window in which to do it. You are not supposed to rely on that. The game tells you doing so is virtually impossible. Um, these things are very, very powerful, 
And sometimes you will go, I am in an area where one of those is, I need to be quiet, I need to not be seen, if it sees me I need to fucking run. Um, I've really enjoyed their presence. Um, they're telegraphed well enough, these these robots, that like they show up on the minimap, you know where they are, you know if you're making sound they can detect because like little yellow footprint uh, footstep pings will go off and you'll be like, okay, I'm making noise it can hear. You will see little sonar pings from it to go, it's it's heard you and it's coming this way. Uh, they've got very visible vision cones, so you can see where they're looking, which mm. makes it easier for like you to d- follow sort of behind them just out of their range of and sight. And it's not just a vision cone for no reason. Like They literally have a big light on the front of their faces. Exactly. So it makes sense that it, they have a vision cone? It makes sense contextually, but it also gives you enough information that like I don't enjoy stealth in a lot of games. No. This gives me so much information about what I am doing and what they are interpreting Mm -hmm. that I feel very in control of my ability to dodge and evade, but with... It it felt... It gave me more signposting, but it felt very similar to the feeling of playing something like Alien Isolation. This sort of, there is something very powerful, and my job when it's around is just to get away. Mm. And that was really nice. Um... The game runs really well, controls really nicely. Uh, the biggest feature that has made me love this compared to past uh, 2D Metroid games is when you're exploring, you fill out a map as you're going, and sometimes you'll find places you can't go, like doors you can't open. They will get marked with a specific symbol for that kind of door and labelled with question marks. Later, when you get an upgrade that will allow you to, say, go through some doors, it will highlight all those doors with no longer question marks and go, oh, that upgrade you have opens these. If there's a particular type of door you've only recently opened, you can click on it and go, highlight all of those doors, and it'll make them very obvious on the map. And you can go, oh, that's all the doors I can open now. It For someone who is very bad at visual memory of maps, it is really nice to be able to, at a glance, go, I got a new thing, here's my new options. Yeah. It has made me enjoy this so much more, and I'm having a really good time with it. Yeah, I... is this a very good Metroid game that I'm not getting frustrated with, and that's good. Aye. Um, while I'm while I'm on Switch, quickly, the only other thing I've I've started playing on Switch is the um, Switch version of Disco Elysium finally came out. Ooh. Um, I've been re- I've started replaying that. I love Disco Elysium; it's great. The voice acting in the director's cut that's come out now is really nice. Um, certainly saves on reading an entire novel's worth of <laughs> reading. Um, it's a very good game. Go check it out. The Switch port's really nice. Nice. Yeah. What about you? What have you played? Uh, I played some Barony. Tell me about Barony. Um, what if like a um, like a Doom style world? May maybe a little bit. Minecrafty, mm. that I'm not sure if it is actually voxels in a lot of cases, but it's it's that sort of big square chunky build. Um, it doesn't appear like the ceiling ever goes up higher than like three blocks equivalent, or like your height plus one. Yeah, um, and it's this uh, sort of auto-generated dungeons that you go through, and you. It you know it's it's just a basic dungeon crawler really like very classic very retro little mini map um, it's I'm, I don't know why it's tough as nails but I'm really enjoying it yeah it's just unusual for me like I've 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 had that one more run 
thing for it for a bit, mm. uh, which has been really nice. Um, and there's various different uh, like species you can be and different um, uh, like cl- character classes. Mm. Uh, there's tons of different weapons. There's this whole um, identification system where you will pick something up and your character will try to identify it. Like, is it cursed? Is it not? And that just sort of ticks away in the background while you're carefully dungeon crawling around. Yeah. Um, like, do you, do, is it worth picking this thing up? Just Do I just toss all the cursed things in the in the bin or is it sometimes better to just have a cursed thing yeah um yeah i've been i've been enjoying that i've not played a huge amount of it yet but yeah like it's it's a fun little dungeon crawler and it's the kind of thing i would have enjoyed more than the elder scrolls as a kid (laughs) sorry i I, arena the elder scrolls fans Uh, (laughs) uh, you got any others uh yeah i've got some quick ones uh i played some super monkey ball banana blitz uh it is a collection of a bunch of old super monkey ball content done in HD. In single player, there is a huge difficulty spike early on out of nowhere that is not super enjoyable. Uh, they advertised a bunch of weird side characters available to play as rather than the little monkeys and the balls. Um, you can only use those in the main story. You can't use them in any of the minigames, and the minigames are like the main reason to play a monkey ball. Let me, let me be the Yakuza protagonist rolling down a hill trying to glide onto stuff. Uh, and thirdly, a bunch of elements of the game, including several of the minigames, don't control how they did in the original games, and it makes them really frustrating. Oops. Um, I wanted to like this port remake, whatever it is. Didn't click for me. Uh, you played anything else? Um, yeah, played some We Happy Few. <laughs> uh, t- to clarify, I only played it because it's on Game Pass now, and it's like... You know what? There was a lot of things said about that game, uh, and I don't condone any of them, and I don't think you should ever give these people money because yeah. of all the shit they said about mental health. But as someone with mental health problems, I was like, I'm not paying for it. I don't feel bad about this. Um, it's bad. Yeah, right. People weren't joking. Yeah, but I thought like years later it might have been fixed a bit. Nope. Nope. They just piled DLC on it and hoped for the best. Yeah, like yeah. there's not a huge amount happening most of the time. Uh, I haven't even got as far as getting back onto the parade. <clears throat> like all the stuff I remember seeing from the village, uh, from from the like intro videos was the very beginning of the game, uh-huh. and then getting back onto the parade where you're like wandering around people's houses, and it all goes a bit sixty. Yes, um, because of because of taking your joy. And like smiling the, the the police officers with the with the weird faces. Yeah. Uh no, not really seen a huge amount of that. I've been wandering around like foraging from the garden district and like doing missions for people there. There's there's a lot of procedurally generated not the stuff you wanted to be doing. Well not seemingly not much of anything really. Like like there's abandoned houses, there's a little bit of narrative storytelling to be done with um, or, or environmental storytelling to be done with. Hey, there's there's this thing over here, but why? Like, there uh, there was a couple I found that had also recently been kicked out of the parade. Yeah. Um, for being like allegedly downers, mm. and and they like the story seems to be very much the case of their medication stopped working, so society kicked them out because they were becoming inconvenient. Yeah. Um. Like the main plot of the story, I I'm not that interested in. Yeah. Like, but the little sub stories have been a bit more interesting. Yeah. Like, yeah, something happened with the Germans, 
all of the children under 13 were sent away on a train and then the Germans left, including all of their tanks and somehow everything's fine, quote unquote, but they all have to keep taking joy in 1984 style redacting all of their news articles. Yeah. It's, it's, that isn't super interesting to me, but like the whole like, because the drugs aren't working on some people, or why the drugs don't work on some people, hmm. that's been a bit more interesting. It would, then be, it would be great if that was delved into in more depth, or more a part of what was going on. But it'll try to tell some environmental storytelling, like, oh, there's this house here, and it's all painted up with, like, like bright coloured dolls and stuff, and, 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 like, gingerbread people, and there's, like... It sounds like a children's music box or something going on in the background. Yeah. Can't find the source of the music. It's just a creepy building. What happened here? Don't really know. Sure. Um, there's uh, like a house where it's like, oh, we're having an auction here. We've got sugar. Okay. It's, it's got bees. And there's, there's, there's sugars and there's some bees at the top and some explosives. I feel like you were trying to tell me something with this building. Bees. Um, there's there's a, a a priest who's just throwing stones at people, and by having seen that, you get a mission to stop him doing that. And seemingly the only way I could work out to that was just knock him the fuck out. At which point everyone else in the village was like, you're attacking one of the village, you're a bad person, and chased me until I... Like, I he, just, went... he was attacking people, he was doing that. Yup. Um, there was a mission I got uh, because I spotted this garden and it was like, come back at night and harvest the plants. And I got back there and there were a bunch of people wearing flowers on, like, tied to their helmets, <laughs> dancing around the night blooming flowers. And as soon as I got anywhere near them, they started throwing rocks at me and trying to hit me with spades. Um, that's very mean of them. It's kind of mean. I was like, I just want to hang out in the garden with you. I've got a mission to come and pick some of your flowers. Why? I don't know. It it feels like so much of it was just half-assed or, or they couldn't work out how to make it work in a wider story. My my understanding from the way this game was developed and like outside understandable information is this game got delayed and got delayed and really needed to just be out and perhaps some things were just thrown in, not because they were particularly well thought out, but because the game just needed to needed be done. content, yeah. Like, there's generation issues. Like, sometimes you'll find weird little holes that are very difficult to get out of. Um, like, I've seen grass just floating off just off the coast. Just a moustache like, floating Yeah, there was, a, there was a moustache floating by a doorway. They had, like, an hour or so of beforehand been a man sleeping by the door. But I knocked him unconscious. His body vanished, but his moustache lived on. <laughs> um, I I hope that everyone out there, when you die, your moustache lives on. <laughs> My moustache lives on. <laughs> it's floating somewhere ominously. <laughs> Is that? Yep, yep, yep. Okay. <laughs> like an ominous ghostly marking. It's not what was advertised... It no. feels like it wants to be dishonoured, but it, it ends up being very much more so you're being hunted, but less interesting. Agreed. <laughs> Which is a shame. And also a, a searing indictment of so you're being hunted, because that also wasn't that good. It had a lovely idea. 
you're being hunted by robots through the English yeah. countryside and there's tea and such. <laughs> oh, one thing that confused me, at one point I found an unconscious rat. So uh. I searched the unconscious rat because that was an option available to me. <laughs> I could get rat meat off of it. So I picked up the rat meat just to see what would happen. It's still an unconscious rat. It's not a dead rat. Somehow I've harvested meat from this unconscious rat. <laughs> Excuse me, sleeping rat friend. Can I just have some of your meat? Thank you very much. This is terribly I'll kind of you. I'll leave you to it. I'll just leave you to rest. <laughs> what? What just happened? What did I literally just do? Because I need to understand what happened there. It had a piece of meat from another rat in its mouth. I, oh, thank you for that lore explanation. That's, uh, sure, that works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most fun I've had of that is just smacking the crap out of anyone with a police helmet on. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh no. <laughs> oh, and 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 every every time I find a, a, a Jimmy Bar referring to them to James Bar. Yeah. Oh, I found a James Bar. Another one. <laughs> Back to the parade. Uh, what about you? Play anything else? Uh yeah. I'm gonna quickly rattle through some stuff. <laughs> uh, I went to EGX. <gasps> um. It was very weird to go to an EGX that was the same price as a usual EGX for people who were paying to go, but had considerably less stuff. They had the same size hall they usually do at EGX, except none of the AAA companies had booths. None of the usual, like, here's all the E3 demos for games that are out in like a month. Um, so it was more of a res than a... Uh, except that they didn't fill it as much as a res. Like a res, all the rooms I've are filled... I've never been into tobacco dots. Okay. So... Uh, for Rezd, all of the rooms are filled with indie games. Yeah. Uh, here, there were about, like, let's say maybe six rows of, of indie games, and then not very much. There was a big slope you could run up that was kind of like Fall Guys, and they had some Fall Guys mascots some, near. Some paper crowns. Uh, yeah, get run up a hill and get a paper crown. There was the 18 plus area where you could play a bunch of 18 plus rated games that have already been released. Do you, want, do you want to go play some Death Loop that's already out? Or oh, let... I thought you meant like Andrew Yang stuff. <laughs> oh no! If uh, if only that would have at least been interesting. Oh. Um, there was a lot of empty space and a lot of not. I mean, stuff. I can understand the need for empty space. Generally I, speaking, I mean, we are still in a pandemic. Yeah, but here's the thing: the indie area wasn't like spread out with empty space. Oh, they had the indie space just as. Uh, densely packed as usual and then a bunch of empty space. It wasn't that they were spacing everything out, it was we've done what we usually do and we don't have things to put in the other places. Ooh. Which was a lot, but... How, um, do, how does XL look now that Nightingale's out of there? Uh, uh, it looks the same as it always did. No, cha um, no noticeable no changes. No noticeable changes. Um... They got their act together by the second day of checking people's COVID stuff, but like the first day, no checking for COVID tests or COVID passports, which was concerning. At least at the main entrance, they got themselves together by the second day. Yeah, I heard someone on Twitter saying that they uh, were sent uh, details from like from somebody who was at EGX. Yeah, and EGX were like there were people like walking up to celebrities to like chat to them and taking their masks off to have the conversation. Which, uh, mm. and that, that it's like, this is our publicity shots. Oh, are you sure? Because that's not as safe as you were making it seem. Yeah. Uh, but very quickly, here's some, some games I saw while I was there that are Yay. interesting and people should check out. Uh, Hookup Game, uh, a really interesting little narrative game about someone trying to work through some stuff they've got about like, hey, I kind of want to bang someone that looks like my 
bully when oh, yeah. I was growing up. I don't know why that is, but I, 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 I want what I want and I'm going to try and go for it and having some interesting conversations about that. It's an interesting little game. Uh, stuffed first-person shooter, wave-based. You play as a little teddy bear fighting off uh, gnomes and uh, rubber ducks and things like that. It's pretty cute. Uh, Catchapult. Um, it is a little auto-runner platforming game. You play as a little cat. The gimmick is that it was, uh, it, it is an entirely crocheted, uh, game. The art style is gorgeous. Or is this the um, London Dare one? Yeah, it was, it, it was made in a game jam. I don't know if it was London Dare specifically, but I know it was, it was done in 48 hours in a game jam. And it in looks... my brain, all game jams are London Dare. I mean, yeah. Um, looked gorgeous, mechanically simple, but there's, there's something, there's something worth looking at there. Uh, You Suck at Parking. It is a game where your vehicles accelerate very fast and do not have a reverse, but they can stop. Try and as quickly as possible drive around a racetrack and stop on a very tiny parking spot. Uh, fun, chaotic little game worth checking out. Uh, the Game of Me. Fascinating game if you ever see it at a convention. I don't know how it's gonna convert if it ever gets sold like on a computer. Oh, this is the one um, on the notebook, right? Yeah, so it's a little narrative adventure game where you make choices about how to go through conversations. It's about this person's processing a year of um, living through a pandemic. Um, but it was told at the convention through a physical notebook that had uh, art drawn into it and words were being projected onto the page. And as you made choices, uh, different words would appear on the page and then you'd sort of tactilely turn the page to move forward in the story when told. Oh, wow. um, it it being in a physical notebook made the personal nature of the narrative feel a lot more tangible mm. and a lot more intimate. Like, it felt very much like you were interacting with something very personal and very deep. I don't know how much of that gimmick coloured my impression of it, but it was mm. beautiful. And the con the control was just like a, a part keyboard, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just a couple of keyboard keys next to a notebook that yeah. were like, yeah, um which narrative choice do you want to make? Uh, and they were numbered buttons. Hmm. Uh, Defused or D-star-fused uh, is the a... The sequel to Cubit. <laughs> it, it is a Game Boy-era game about bomb defusal. Uh, it is turn-based. It's on a grid. Every time you make a move to get closer to a bomb to defuse it, uh, the numbers on all the bombs go down by one. Uh-oh. Uh, you have to try and defuse a certain number of bombs... Uh, without being blown up. Uh, each step you take takes a little of your, like, meter... Every time you defuse a bomb, it fills your meter up quite a lot, but every step you take moves your meter down a little bit, so you're trying to be economical with the route you take and not move further than you need to, while also not getting exploded. It is a fascinating little game that I really want to check out. It it is It was running off of a Game Boy cartridge there, and I'm always up for new physical games for old devices is always neat to me. Uh, Paper Trail. It is a puzzle game about trying to get through, uh, get across maps that are physically sheets of paper. Mm -hmm. uh, you can fold over the paper at either the corners or halfway along each edge. You can fold the, pe the level over and there will be another level on the underside of it that you can line up in such a way you can walk over things. It looked absolutely fascinating. Yeah, gorgeous. The puzzles make a lot of sense. Uh, the big thing that would stop you, uh, that limits how you can turn the page over, is your character being stood on the page 
and or anything heavy like a pushable boulder, for example, mm. on the page will stop the page being turned over. Or at least turned beyond the point. Yeah, turned beyond that point. So you can you can't you can't move the heavy things that are currently on the page by folding the page. Mm. So you've got to sort of position yourself and the things on the page so that you can get the folds you want so that you can continue moving. Mm. Really interesting game. It had a lot of creative uses of its core mechanic. I'm very excited for that one. Mm. Uh, Morse is a uh, game in which you shoot incoming waves of enemies uh, on a grid. The gimmick is you have to set your coordinates of where you're going to shoot using Morse code. Um, And they actually had a Morse code machine there to do that with. Yes, they did. Uh, But on the screen there is a little cheat sheet, but it'll be like uh, one, two, and three are the rows. Uh, These letters are the columns. Uh, You want to shoot that target that's moving in? Um, do the Morse code for the row, do the Morse code for the column, hit the fire button, fire your your rounds, try and not let too many enemies reach the end of your grid. I don't think I could process that in Uh, time. I, it it started off easy enough that I could, I had time to acclimatise to it and do alright in it. Uh, Neuronet Mendax Proxy is a... Her Majesty Reigns style game where you're making like Yay. yes or no choices that some people will like and some won't and you're trying to uh, progress through a story that way. It is a cyberpunk game in which you play a city planning AI uh, trying to balance making things better for the citizens of this cyberpunk future while flying under the radar of the capitalist overlords that are funding your existence and could shut you down at any time. Mm-hmm. and. How you balance those needs is really interesting. The plot seems really cool. Um, like very early on, your creator is like, "Okay, let's do a morality test. Be as honest as you can." And then the investor is about to come in, and your creator's like, "Okay, tell him what he wants to hear. Go." And like, no other explanation is given, and you're suddenly dropped in. And like. I like that there there are character bases for what you are like how you're expected to react mm. and I'm very interested in it. Oh. Uh and the last one, Rally Alley Alley, is a kart racer battle royale kind of. Oh, this is the one where the first person sets the Yeah. So all of your your vehicles start in a little um central square. And one person will be picked to go and drive and create the track. And the track sort of lays out underneath you. And they've got to make it back to that original square within a certain time period. And then everyone else races to follow that track, get through all the points on it, get back to the start and go, yes, I have completed my, my, uh, completed the race. And whoever gets back last gets kicked out. You keep going around. Really fun, interesting little concept. I'm mm. curious to... I want to play it with other humans rather than just against AI, but it seems really neat. So yeah, that's some stuff I saw in EGX. Yeah. Uh, did you play anything else this week? We played some board games! <gasps> Tell me about some board games! Uh, so first, these are all the games from the, the new Zatu box uh, for October. So we played Furnace... Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a um, it's the game of capitalism. Woo! Woo. Thematically, yeah, but gameplay wise, absolutely amazing. It is a really short engine building game played across four rounds, where you will have uh, a load of businesses laid out, 
and they will do different things. They might generate iron or coal or oil. And you are basically trying to find ways to generate things and sell the things. And whoever has the most money at the end of the game is the winner. Yes. Um, and that's pretty much it. Um, we both went very different ways on this. Like, um, I was very much a case of, okay, try and generate as many things as possible and then work out how you're going to sell them all. Mm. And for the most part, I sold pretty much everything. Uh, whereas you went with, okay, I'm going to just go focus very much on a few specific things, but I'm going to sell as much of them as possible. Yeah, I kept my engine very lean. Yeah. And was like, I'm just going to focus on doing my whole engine every time. Yeah. And 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 that certainly worked for you. Uh, we also used the uh, the Roxley Iron Clays, which oh. really makes... Um, they're... they're basically uh, iron-weighted uh, clay poker chips, and they're, they're absolutely gorgeous, and they have made all of the gameplays that we've played with them absolutely they're, amazing. They're, they're beautiful, they're very nicely weighted, and they have such a nice touch texture. They're so good to fondle. Oh. Like, I try not to just sit there clicking poker chips during a game, because I know it annoys people, but like just like sitting there rubbing them, like, mm, they feel good. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, we played uh, Furnace, you won that one. Um, I would like to play that with more people, because yeah. um, in two you have to play with with an automated character. Yes. Um, but although I think that really added some things to it, because yeah. um, with the automated character you basically roll a dice, and you uh, basically put... A uh, the smallest to the highest value uh, yeah. chip on the coin that that rolls from the, the six available, yeah. and because it picks its highest one last, there is a chance of you having gone quite early on. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll settle for that, yeah. and then it going. Oh no, I'm having that. Fuck you. Yeah, it the the automation can really fuck you over in ways that were like really engaging. Yeah, it was because sometimes you'll get an auto automated player and it just doesn't quite work. But this one was really good, um, yeah. and and threw me in ways that were really interesting, and I would s still happily play this in two player. And apparently, this is one has has really shot up the uh, board game gate rankings this week. Yeah, lots of people talking about it. I think it's like at number nine of the most talked about it's, games on BGG. It's a really neat game. game. Yeah, fascinating. And um, despite the theme, I would yeah. very much like playing. Oh, one thing quickly. Yeah, the round marker. Yeah, I love the round marker. So you've oh. got this, um, like one sheet that's got like a like a comb side to it. Yeah, that's sort of ridged, and then like a a, a sort of rounded square uh, token with the like the numbers one to four around the edge of it. And yeah. as it rolls down, it rolls yeah. like a little cog across it's, the thing. The numbers are in the corners, and you can sort of roll it round so that the new corner's in the new divot, and it's satisfying. It's very satisfying. Yeah, it is very crunchy for such a small box game. Oh god, yeah, like. It plays in like half an hour. Yeah, and that's included because it's only it. four rounds. Yes, and like it, you you get a, you really get into the like the deep crunchy bits of this kind of engine builder mm -hmm. very quickly. It's it's very good and focused. Oh yeah, like that that last round, I spent what something like ten minutes trying to work exactly how that particular engine worked. Admittedly, I'd made my engine very complicated, mm. but like, like. It was nice that it had that level of crunch. It's like, okay, I need to sit down and do some serious maths and maybe take some fucking notes, because this is mm. a lot. Um, because basically, like, you're building an engine, but you can activate it in any order each turn. 
Yeah. But once you've used a card in one way, you cannot use any of its other features later on further down, even if you've got uses of it left, perhaps. Yeah. So, like, if you've got something that will um, sell to oil, but you start the round with one oil and you sell that and then move on to something else that generates another oil, you can't go back and use that card again. So you've got to work out where along the line you do the, uh, that has a sell action for this thing. But yeah. sometimes things have got more than one action on. And so it'd be like, yeah, that generates me a steel and coal. That turns a steel and coal into a oil. But the one that generated steel and coal also had cell oil on it. So yeah. I have to have made some before then or something. Or use that for next round, if there is a next round. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you can per turn, you can just juggle all those cards around. And that was, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, I look forward to playing more of that. Even if the theme is going to be off-putting to some people. Yes. Uh, we also played some The Crew Mission Deep Sea. We did. I want to play more of this. It's it's, it's neat. I really didn't think I was going to be into a trick-taking game. Like, a lot of people have raved about The Crew as being like this amazing, simple, easy-to-get-into uh, board game that's like good for like uh, as a family game. And uh, that really put me off, because that just yeah. brings like, a Monopoly bid... And, yes. and Monopoly and Cluedo type vibes. But like, I think having played some of this, I think it really straddles the line well between something that we as people who like, like you know, proper board games enjoy, but also something that my parents could probably get into. Um, yeah, you could definitely play this with like a grandparent who does a lot of like, oh, I play like Whisk yeah. and Rummy and Bridge and things like that. Yeah. Just like with a, a standard deck of cards, because there are still four suits in it. That's very easy to explain. Yeah. Um, there's like trump cards, again, very easy to explain. And then yeah. there's this mission structure tacked on top of yeah. it. Yeah. So the, the, the gist of this is that like you're trying to do trick taking, but it's not about individuals taking as many tricks as they can necessarily. Uh, it is about completing missions. And as you go through this like narrative booklet, it'll increase like the difficulty of the missions you're having to do but like you will deal out a certain number of cards that equal a certain difficulty of missions at the start of the game and and divide them up and it'll be things like uh this player can't win any tricks that have a five in them or this player has to win the most tricks or this player um can't win any blue tricks for example and you will have conditions that have to be met and that would be easy to do Except for that you're not allowed to communicate with each other, except in very limited ways. Yeah, so you have a small amount of communication. Really, the only talking you can't say, like, oh, I've got this, I can do that, I can help with this, I can help with that. You have uh, a... a, You can put a card down, and you can say if that is the top, uh, the, the highest value of that suit, the lowest value of that suit, or the only card of that suit that you have. Yes. And... Other than that, the only thing you really have to work on is you know what other people's objectives are, and you can logically think about what could I do that would maximise the chances they can Mm -hmm. do their trick, and trying to work to their strengths. It's it's really interesting the challenge it layers onto, like, okay, with what I know I have, what does that mean everyone else has, how should, what should I do? Mm. Uh, in in two player, like so far, we've only been like we're only in the beginnings of it. Yeah. Um. So we've only had like one mission each, maybe. And yeah. the Automa hasn't actually really had any. But um, but, but like, 
Yeah. Oh, I think we gave it one once by skipping, because you're allowed to skip if you've got more missions than people. Yes. Um, but, like, this is, generally speaking, a three to five player game. It has a two player variant, which I don't know if the first one had. Yeah, the, the two player variant is basically just, hey, whoever has this card in their starting hand basically also plays the, the Automa, which has some face-up cards you can use and will reveal more cards as you Yeah, use so they them. have seven face-down, seven face-up. Yeah. And then uh, the, the captain, whoever, is whoever has the uh, number four trump card, gets to basically decide how that works. Um, the difference between this and the original crew is that all of the missions are very specific. Yeah. Uh, and will vary depending as, like, as you go through and will have different yeah. icons on. Um, whereas I believe the original crew had the uh, it had I think twice as many missions, so a hundred missions instead of fifty, mm. and it would say, okay, put uh, this icon thing on top of that card. So the originally though those little mission cards were just a miniature version of the standard deck. Oh, so it was like you were trying to win the trick with that specific card, okay. and then it might have a variant on it. It's like, oh, you have to. Um, you have to like not win it or win it specifically or yeah. win it in a particular way. This seems like it has more interesting variation in what the missions might be. Like a lot of people have said, like if you've played the first one and loved it, this one is so much better. If you don't own either of them, definitely get this one. That's good to hear, considering we just got this one for yeah. uh, a gift for my mother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Like um, I mean, like almost as soon as we started playing, it's like I think your parents would really enjoy this because yeah, they cause... loved Monopoly. Bid. Yeah. I mean, look, they. Love they love um like traditional deck of card card games. Um I know that like my dad in particular really likes trick taking games. They both really enjoy spins on trick taking games. Um and I think this is one they'd get on well Ooh. with. And, and there's enough in that box yeah. that you can play it forever. Exactly. Like even if you don't continue yeah. with the uh with the with the um with the mission structure yeah. itself, I think you could still have a lot of fun just keep just play as many hands as you want. Plus, we can introduce them to uh, board games that have uh, increasing difficulty in narratives and then maybe get them on board with Pandemic, Pandemic Legacy, Legacy at some point. Because <laughs> I think we could get them on board with that. I think so, too. I, I think, think if we could get them to play regular Pandemic, I think we could get them to pick up on Legacy. Well, the trick there is that we just take pan regular Pandemic with yeah. us when we see them over UDP, and uh, yeah, mm -hmm. that would be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, um, so that was uh, the crew mission Deep Sea, and the last one was, um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this, uh, Korra, Rise of an Empire? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Uh, it's it's an O with a little hat on it, rather than the umlaut or the, the slashy. Um, uh, so basically you are trying to build ancient Greek empires, or, or city-states, and uh, so you will have various options you're trying to, like raise taxes and raise a military and mm. uh, gain glory by doing various things and uh, you have uh, like the first to complete certain things so like having them uh, this many military on on a particular turn or having scored this many points overall on yeah. a particular turn like there are various things that you can get little like leaps up the boards in in, mm. in, in other ways um, like you're trying to get an income. But the, the the basic game starts with you roll two dice, yeah. you pick two cards, and depending on what number they are re relative to your dice, you might have to spend some population to make up the missing dice pips. Yeah. So like if you've rolled a five and you want to play your number six card uh, or, or the number six task, 
um, you will have to pay a, a population for that. Yeah. Um, but it, it will be things like, uh, do you want to go and do some military stuff? So you'll gain uh, military based on what your current military level is. Yeah. And then you'll be a, maybe go and do like a thing where you go and do a military action, which is very abstracted in this. Oh, uh, yeah, you get some victory points and maybe some glory. And you've got one of these nebulous tokens. We're not going to say what the military did over there, but they came back with a token and maybe some victory points. Hmm, <laughs> ancient Greece, strokey chin, glares at you. Um, and then you've got, like, philosophy points, which you can use for um, upgrading stuff. You've got a hand of cards, which, like, maybe it's a one-off, maybe it's an ongoing thing, maybe it's a game-ending yeah. uh, scoring, so you can, like, mess about with the engine in there. And you... It's all told through this, like, event deck. The start and the end are exactly the same. So you'll have, yes. like, a... Uh, I think it's just, like, building, like, the first parts of your civilization, yeah. and it ends with the Persians invading. Yeah. Um, and if you've upset the Persians at some point, you will have a very different scoring system Yeah. based on that. Um and the like the stories will the story will be different things like okay um whoever's got the most of this this turn will get a bonus whoever's got yeah. the least will get something slightly different yeah and you've got like until the end of the turn to reach that that position if you want to do so because yeah. you you get told the objective basically a turn before it will activate yeah so you basically you you read the story you roll the dice you play your cards out and then i think immediately after that you resolve the action yeah um and oh no you get to do upgrades on yeah, your city yeah. and then you resolve the action so you know it's coming you can kind of plan for it yeah maybe if you've if you've got if enough... it's important for you to get that bonus you can try and aim for it yeah like you can do a lot to sort of manipulate that um and like the boards are lovely they're two layer mm. boards um they've got like specific slots for each of the nice little wooden pieces um, uh, there's not really any plastic in this, I don't think. Uh, like, I don't... Tray inlays plastic. Yeah, not 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 it. much, if there is. Um, the, the you've got different factions. So on the front, you will have like a, a list of what four things they will get as you upgrade that city. Yeah. And then on the back, you'll have just like a history of these people. Like yeah. here, here is Argos. Here is the Spartans. Here is um, Athens. I think. Yeah. Uh, Olympia, I think, yes. was, was the faction I got. You were the Spartans. Yeah, and and all of the uh, factions have very different things they'll get for upgrading them that will push you in a direction of sort of how you get to point scoring. Yeah, like, it, you, the Spartans were very, very militaristic, so it yes. seemed to be, like, your thing just, like, keep pushing for that. Mine yeah. were more cultural, so it was like, okay, I need to keep upgrading my, my culture score and trying to get more victory points that way and just like generating pretty much every turn try and generate more culture yeah uh, and and get victory points that way and i i think i struggled a bit with mine I, and maybe i should have dipped a bit more into some of yeah. the other stuff i think i i think the spartans are definitely the easiest clearest uh faction to start with because mm. they are just so focused on military uh, from looking at the other factions, I think the intention is that you use the other factions to build a resource that you essentially will convert into military to, like, that will get you access to military to do the thing. That was me trying to be, oh yes, I'm an ancient Greek and we're all very philosophical around here and very cultured, don't you think? 
And there was you like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You had like huge amounts of armies you weren't using. You had nearly a full army you I weren't did, doing yeah. anything with. And I'm like, your culture has given you a big army. It had, but I didn't want to be mean to people. I know, but, but the, those military targets give you really good stuff. Uh, for the protection of the... Perso- uh, for, for, for the, for the Your popular. philosophers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what they're there for. Yeah, it's really fun. I'm, I'm, yeah. I want to play this again. Again, this is another one that's like massively shot up the BGG rankings this week. We've we've had some really good stuff out of this, yeah. uh, this Zatu box. It's, it's weird because I opened the box and I was like, I don't know any of these games i'm not really sure i'm interested because it's like build an empire trick taking and capitalism the board game and then we played them and was like these are amazing yeah we've stumbled upon stuff we didn't know was going to be great i think this is one of the best boxes we've had so i i tend to agree i I think this one's really knocked it out the park yeah they've done really well and we um like i think the the value of the stuff in the box ended up being like 93 quid Considering That's... it's sixty nine, nice uh, <laughs> for for the box itself. I think That's... we did all right. We did all right out of that one. Yeah. Um, I think that's all the board games. <laughs> I think that's everything we've played. Good gravy, we played a lot this week. Yeah, we did. Well then, time for this. Oh, it's just a little baby. Just a little baby. She's so furry and furry and small oh, and good. Our cat is a kitten and is a baby. Will be baby forever and always. She's so sweet. Humans. I'm adult cat. Humans. But you're also my little baby. Humans. I'm an adult. I'm grown. I'm elegant. I have lived a life. You have. You're just a little baby, though. You're so small. No, human. Human, you are not listening. Um, I'm a, I'm a adult. I'm a, I'm a grown cat. I am, a, I've grown. Meow. Yes, you are. Who's a big baby kitty? Baby, baby, baby kitty, baby, baby kitty, kitty baby. The smallest kitten's cat. Is it you? Is it you? Is it you? The smallest baby kitty cat. Okay, it might be me. Jimmy's! Yeah! Says <laughs> you, baby, enjoy the little Jimmy's. Om nom nom. Oh, right. Okay, let's just get this Facebook post up and then I can finish up work for today. Oh, a business page. Uh, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna boost that? You wanna you boost that post a little bit? I, I mean, not really. I just wanna post it on my page and have the people who follow my page see it. Yeah, what if we. Boosted it, right? A boost. There's even a little tick box now. It makes it really easy. So you can not only boost, but boost all of your posts. Yeah, but I really shouldn't have to, should I? I people follow my page and they see yeah, my things but, because but, they follow my page. That's how it works. Yeah, but right? for, that, for just a tenner, 4,000 more people could have seen that post. Wait, are you hiding my post from the people who follow me? No, this is just this little bit of promotion outside. You know, people who have adjacent interests to the things your group is is known for. I mean, you could just promote it to them. They'd enjoy it. Yeah, but... uh, Just a little something to sweeten the deal, right? 
I mean, we are a free website. We just need a little bit of money for advertising, and we're just going to help you with a little bit I mean, of advertising. I mean, isn't having all of my personal data and all of the ads on my page enough? Oh, it's, oh we're just a tiny company. Oh, we don't have any money. We don't have any uh, income I'm not, stream. I'm not paying you to do what you could do for free. I'm not. Oh. I'm no. Um, okay, okay. How about this? We'll give you the first hit for free. I mean, uh, uh, ten pounds of free, uh, boost. Just, just try it out. See no, nothing good has ever come out of the phrase, the first hit is free. What? I didn't say that. No. Oh, we wouldn't say that. Oh, Facebook was better when it wasn't here. <laughs> okay, we're just going to bury some posts then, I guess. You gotta Come do- in, get the shovel! You gotta do that anyway! <laughs> so, <gasps> what have you put in your eyes? Uh, I put a couple of things in my eyes this week. I watched a um, film, didn't you? I, I went to see a film. I watched uh, Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah. My first cinema film I've seen in a long time. How, how was the cinema? Uh, very unpopulated, which is good. Um, it was the, like a weekday, wasn't it? Uh, it was a weekday evening, I think. Was it? No, it was a weekend. Was it? I don't remember. Yeah, it was very... Oh, it was Saturday, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was very quiet. Um, some people had clearly forgotten cinema etiquette because there was uh, some loud talking and some... Uh, shoes and socks removed and feet placed up on seats in front yeah. that needed uh, dealing with. But... Shang-Chi, great film, fantastic, really good Marvel film. Um, so I don't want to get too deep into it, but um, I think the thing I liked most about this film is that it is a Marvel film that had very followable fight scenes that were, like, where the stakes were very clear. Mm. It was largely, I am doing martial arts and... There are long, consistent shots uh, that are not too zoomed in, so you can actually see what is happening and what is going on. Yeah, and as opposed to, this actor can't actually fight, so yeah. we're going to do lots of yeah. big chops and single punches. You're, you're seeing a lot of like very lengthy, consistent, very talented martial arts shots, yeah. very well shot, usually in the context of an over-the-top setting. Like, there's one martial arts fight near the start that is on a bus that has had its brakes broken and is careening down a down a hill so it's like the setting is elaborate and over the top and very marvel but inside it is a very followable fight scene and they're not doing the um michael bay thing of just constantly rotating the camera like it it largely stays inside the vehicle it uses like the movement of the vehicle as elements in the fight but it also uses like the set the set dressing like the the pole you hold on to in the bus used in moves it it made good use of where it was putting its fight scenes. Um, there was clearly some like magical, mystical Marvel bullshit going on, but they held off on it for a very long time. Yeah. And like, as much of the film as possible was very grounded. Mm. Um, the narrative was very much focused on like a small, understandable, relatable, interpersonal narrative. Mm. Um, father, like a whole father and something, right? Yeah, there's there is a basically a a a parent child family situation going on that is very interestingly handled. I could I I found the villain's motivations very understandable and like well thought out and reasoned. Okay. They were not right for doing what they had done, but 
it was, it was very... more than just I am bad, so I do bad thing. Yeah, it it was very understandable. Like, okay, I see how you got here mm-hmm. and where we're going. Um, yeah, it's it's real good. Soundtrack's real nice. Um, it had a pacing that almost felt very anime, like an anime series. In that, like, if you watch the start of, say, Full Metal Alchemist. The first episode of Full Metal Alchemist is very action heavy, mm-hmm. and then it'll sort of pepper in over time the backstory that of why that is the case in little snippets that are n- none of which are so long that they break up the sort of momentum of like there's no one big plot dump. It's lots of little like peppering of the narrative in amongst like something that felt very well paced. It for a two hour long film, it flew by. Mm. It. It's real good. Nice. I very much recommend it. It's a very good film. Uh, what about you? What have you watched this week? It's not been a huge watch, but we watched like the first two, maybe three episodes uh, three, of Squid Game. Yeah, we watched up to the second game in Squid Game, I think. Yeah, we watched the to the end of the second game. Yes. Yep. Um, Squid Game's real, real neat, huh? It is. I'm glad we're watching it because I've noticed that I am seeing more and more spoilers. Yeah. Like, <sighs> There, there was a, about a week where I was just seeing like various things with the um, uh, circles and triangles on masks and n- no, very specifically the uh, like animatronic little girl character. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. all over Twitter is like, I don't know what this means, and that's um, fine. It doesn't feel spoilery. Uh, uh, Squid Game is about to become Netflix's most watched show of all time already. Uh, so yeah, spoilers are gonna be a thing. I'm glad we've started it when we have. Yeah, like already this morning, I was like, um, seeing stuff from what looks like it might be the third game. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, just ah, yes. walking so, away from all of this. For, for anyone who's not seen, this is one of those sort of death game style things where like lots of people are in battle a, royale, yeah, battle royale like type thing. Um, it, it it's a genre. The concept here is basically. People who are very, very desperate for money for whatever reason are pulled into a game where the the thing is, hey, if you can survive a bunch of very simple children's games, but under under pressure, where you might actually die, yeah, where you where you will get killed if you don't follow the fucking rules, uh, if you can survive, there is a life changing amount of money in it for you that will fix all of your problems that are ruining your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like the presentation of it. Like, the, there's a, a lot of the characters seem very interesting already. Um, mm. The juxtaposition of simple children's game with threat of death, like, that that clash is really nice. Mm. Um, some of the solutions to the games have been interesting. Yep. Some outside-the-box thinking. Yep. I like the... <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking about the lighter and the temperature yes. outside the box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, there's already a lot of subterfusion, like players not being super honest with each other, which is clearly going to build up to be a big thing, as they often do in these kind of things. Yeah, um, there appears to be like a, a greater mystery going yeah. on. There's like some some side plots, so yeah. like we're getting to see lots of different angles on all of this. Yeah, I I think my the thing that has got me most interested in it is episode two. Episode two was very brave for a series like this. Yes, without saying anything, it 
it was very confident for them to make that pacing choice they did, and I think it really... It's not something I've seen in any other death game scenario. And, and it really strengthened the characterization. so when you get to episode three, it's like, I very solidly believe that all of these characters are invested in this. Yes. And I think they handled that really well. Yeah, I. it was fascinating. I was just like, hang on, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> it happened? Yeah, and it, again, like, I... I think it really helped the yeah. plot that yeah, second yeah, episode, yeah, yeah. but it's it's it was so mm, it was a very confident move, and I think mm, it worked. Faulty. Yeah, uh, and um, yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. I just wish we had more time to sit down and watch it. Yeah, I need to see more of this. Mm-hmm. It's it's so interesting, and also like I very much feel like it's going to start getting spoiled a lot more. Yeah, as, I, as time I, we are on, on the precipice, and I think we need to maybe Sunday night. Binge a few more episodes. If, if that is an option, I'll be up for that. Yeah, uh, we'll 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 find some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Other things I've watched. Uh, the only other thing I've watched is um, the Proud Trust incoming transmissions. So remember, during Trans Pride's uh, live stream this year, there was that animated uh, like ten minute or so long thing of a bunch of trans youth uh, telling their stories of. The things they were having difficulty with and how people helped and supported them and how that helped. Uh, That is now available as its own standalone thing. It's beautiful. It's beautifully animated, beautifully uh, written and performed. Go search The Proud Trust Incoming Transmissions. Um, It's good and intersectional. Um, A wide variety of uh, viewpoints, very well articulated. It's very good. Uh, have you watched anything else? Yes. <gasps> I need to talk about something that traumatised both of us oh, yesterday. Oh, God. Sorry, I just saw what you're going to talk about. Oh, no. So, when we're learning board games, most of the time I will look on YouTube to see if a channel called Watch It Played, uh, which is hosted by mostly by a guy called Rodney Smith, has an instruction on how to play it. And yesterday, while scrolling for something to watch over dinner, I found this video... Rock, Paper, Scissors, Deluxe Edition, How to Play. Huh. So, th- <laughs> there is box art. There is clearly some, some some equipment here. And at first I was like, is this just like a thing that Rodney's done on his own? Is this like a ha 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 silly thing? No, there is a Kickstarter for this product. So, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting real... um. <laughs> Pony Island vibes out of this, or like, I'm I'm getting real vibes of there's something more going on than we are aware of. Pup, yeah, like I'm wondering if it's not like um one of those D and D style YouTube channels that's like we do a, a Patreon or a Kickstarter every year to fund like the next series of our show, mm. and I think maybe that's something to do with it. So. It, it's a box that has some very fancy scissors. Yeah, some, some European embroidery scissors. Some uh, raw amethyst geodes. <laughs> and some um, gold uh, glitter paper. Yeah. Um, it's got lore written by uh, Chip Theory Games, which is fascinating. Yep, there is a single player campaign. <laughs> uh, made by, oh god, what's his name? Um, the, the person who wrote the uh, Anachrony. Yes, uh, very good at making like very well regarded single player games. Uh, the box, there's a games tra- game trays insert box who like game trays make yeah. the fancy inserts for uh, Suburbia Deluxe Edition. Yep. Okay, uh, and uh, Wingspan. Uh, the Wingspan artist is involved. Yep, like 
I don't the understand thing. what's happening, no, but it's amazing. Look, there's one of two things. There's either this is a very stupid thing that someone has convinced a lot of very talented people to go, do you want to get in on a goof? And they've gone, hell yeah, why not? Um, like the, it feel, It could be what I did with Mario's butt, where I got a bunch of people who really shouldn't have got involved to get involved on a stupid idea. Or it's going to be like a whole fucking ARG. There's going to be like... there's. It's going to be something quite intense and a lot more involved than anticipated. Yep. And I don't know which I would prefer. I think both of them are interesting. It it is absolutely fascinating. So the 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 group that uh do it are uh, the Dragon's Tomb. I do not watch any of their stuff, but apparently 194 people have already backed this product. Y- yeah. Um. There is. <laughs> Uh, there's there's like a, an edition with uh, like you can get a offensive adult party game which I saw <laughs> floating yes. around on I think uh, BGG a little while back as a, a I assume a joke yeah it's what if cards against humanity but there was only two types of cards one single black card that says I like playing offensive adult party games because blank and nineteen identical white cards that say I lack creativity and enjoy the illusion of being funny. Like this, that is an option. You can get a T-shirt that says "Cards Deal with It." <laughs> um, there is a hundred and twenty-five dollar game night pledge limit level where you can play with Jeff from the Dragon's Tomb. Huh. So I'm guessing whatever the Dragon's Tomb is not something I've followed. That it is something that is trying to raise money for a season, and they're doing it through. The- I assume this product actually. That people are actually going to get their geodes. I, and their ass- fancy game I assume so. <laughs> I don't know if game trades are actually going to make it in. Oh no, they 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 will have to because like Kickstarter does require you to deliver the thing you have told people you will deliver. <laughs> I, 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 I this isn't don't like understand. when this isn't like when Cards Against Humanity are like we'll st- we'll fuck you around and bullshit you for a joke. Like Kickstarter. Yeah, but will to act- be fair, they did send people bullshit and they did they they did dig a hole. I, I mean, yeah. On the Mexican border, just to fuck up the border wall. Fuck you, Trump. Ha-ha. Uh. Um, yeah, that happened. We watched that. It's like a nine-minute video, and Rodney is very into it, and how he didn't burst out laughing, I get. I guess uh, oh, that he's, was edited. He's having a great time. He's very having crazy. a wonderful time talking about this. Very seriously, <laughs> as if you've never heard the rules to rock, paper, scissors. He's having a blast. Yeah, but the fact that like it comes with props. Yeah. And and, and the thing is, like, and, and the rules recommend that you, you when you're tapping the, the scissors on your hand, you do it with the pointy end upwards, away from your hand. <laughs> Like, I don't understand. And the fact that, like, oh, you can play it three-player, everyone will pick one of the things, and then you decide who's won based on, on, on what yeah. interacts. It's like, nobody wins in that case. You can't play three-player or paper scissors where there are only three props. <laughs> like, I assumed they were going to say, oh, yeah, for two-player, you're going to have to buy two sets of this. Nope. You just pick a prop each and decide who wins. <laughs> I- <laughs> I'm very curious to read about this once it's out. Yeah, I I almost want to just like pledge a pound to follow it. Yeah, because there's like that pledge level to follow the Kickstarter and find out what the fuck's going on. I mean, it's <laughs> tempting. <laughs> uh, uh, have you watched anything? No, that's everything I've watched this week. Well then, time for this. Laura, got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you sometimes find that ketchup runs out? 
It has a real habit of doing that. By sometimes, I mean fucking constantly. I mean, bottles really don't last long enough. I don't understand. They're, people talk about the, the having the same bottle of ketchup for a while. It doesn't... It No. It doesn't do that, does no. it? No. It doesn't do that. Like, I've... I've noticed, like, I didn't used to buy ketchup before we lived together. Not much of a ketchup person. And if I did, you know, it would be the same bottle lived in the fridge maybe a yeah. year or more. And and I've noticed very much ketchup just doesn't. I mean, look, when I, I don't know for anyone else, but when I am around, ketchup just doesn't. It doesn't. And I, I I've noticed that, like, we've got friends as well that, get, that seem to get through. The ketchup just doesn't. Yeah. The ketchup just isn't. What if... There was an impossibly big bottle of ketchup. Oh. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, just huge bottles. Okay. And you'll last, you know, like a, a week, I would imagine. I mean, that's considerably better than I'm currently doing. Sure. Yeah. They, yeah, they need yeah. Uh, like a specially reinforced um, forklift to get it to your door. Aha. Uh-huh. And mm. um, we'll probably need to have a roller shutter set on, on, on the side of the living room so they can just, like, wheel that in? I mean, it would save me a lot of trips to the supermarket, And it though. does warn you that you'll need to have the floor reinforced, like an MRI machine. Ah. Uh, so we're going to need to spend about three quarters of a million just reinforcing the floor to put this uh, this impossibly big bottle of ketchup uh, in there. I mean, it's going to save me some trips to the shop, though, right. and you can't put a price on time. You, you, you can't put a price on time. Time is money. Yeah. But you can't put a price on it. Don't put. Don't you dare. Don't you <laughs> put a price on it. <laughs> Unless you're being exploited, in which case, talk to your co-workers about how much you're earning per hour. <laughs> that went some places. Um, so, yeah, you will need all of those things. Just head over to impossiblybigbottleofketchup.lol.net and enter the code QNPS184. Possibly, and you will get yourself at five percent of your first six-ton, impossibly big bottle of ketchup. I mean, as soon as I work out how to t- tilt it so I can get it on the plate, I'm I'm set. Oh yeah, that that is gonna be. It's fine. Perhaps... I just dive in the top. Well, I was gonna suggest we'd like tap it like a maple tree. Oh, nice. <laughs> Inside the boardroom of Supremacy Software. Hi. Hi. So, uh, things were looking a little bad for us this uh, recently. Uh, you've been paying attention to what's been going on. Um, numbers. Uh, some of the bad numbers. The uh, people trying to sue us numbers. Oh, I don't really look at those. Those numbers are sad numbers. I, I like the, 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 you know, the people buying our new game. Uh, those are good numbers. But yeah, uh, yeah so here's, here's the problem. I'll run you down. I, yeah. it, it, it's bad numbers, but it's going to become good numbers. So don't worry. Yeah. Okay. Um, some people were trying to sue us because we do bad things to people. I mean, why? Oh, I'm so surprised. Ah, uh, But also another company was trying to sue us. They're trying to do a lawsuit. Right? Okay. And what illegal doing? Uh. They're uh, they they've been working on something pretty special. Right, I, I'm very I'm very proud of them. So, uh, legal have been pitting the two lawsuits against each other. Nice. Yeah, they one they tipped off that one had like you know broken some rules and the it got the other one mad at them. We've managed to get two lawsuits to fight with each other and not with us. This is my dream. We get the lawsuits to strip to loincloths and fight in the arena. Exactly, right? It, I'm it so is... glad we had that arena built. Oh, it's it's beautiful. Like, we we were facing two lawsuits, 
And now we're not facing any because they can't agree on like, oh, you didn't do lawyering right. Oh, you didn't do lawyering right. So can we maybe like uh, start throwing weapons into the pit and they'll just like, ah. I, I love watching I, lawyers. I, I get honestly at it. think at this point these lawyers are so mad at each other they would take the weapons if offered. So you know we just like we just turn around and whistle our way away, right? Oh, exactly. While also televising the uh, the, the the brutal battle. Yeah, we we yeah. let the brutal battle happen and wait for everyone to forget about us because they're too invested in watching the lawsuits fight the lawsuits. Okay, but that gives me an idea for a new video game: <gasps> lawsuit battler. You are a fucking genius. I know. So, <gasps> is. is what has been in there? Uh, I put a couple of songs in there. It's yeah. not very much this week. Yeah. Uh, I listened to a track called Internet Song by Apes of the State. Uh, it is an upbeat guitar track overlaid with some like light modem noises and 90s internet sounds okay. about what life was before the internet was like. Now, it is a catchy track. I very much enjoy it. It's a little bit Old Man Shouts at Cloud in places. There's a couple of places where it sort of just blanket assumes everything was better before the internet and the internet hasn't done anything good for anyone. Mm. And I'm like, eh, I don't necessarily agree with your premise, but you have some fun wordplay over a catchy melody and... Like, I can enjoy this without necessarily agreeing with its sentiment. Hmm. Um, and I think I've talked about this track on, uh, on on Queer and Pleasant Strangers before, but I listened to the best ever, ever death metal band in Denton by Laura Jane Grace. Oh. Um, it is just a really nice track about bands that never really go anywhere, that no one ever hears about, that don't get far enough to even have a name but are chasing their dreams and making the things they love, even if it's short-lived. It's just a nice track about how being great and being well-known are not the same thing, and mm. there are little bits of beauty and beautiful creation out there that no one knows about that don't have any name attached to them that are still beautiful. It's a really nice, really nice track. Yeah. What about you? What have you listened to this week? Oh, uh, not a huge amount. We listened to the uh, the Abyss soundtrack. Oh, yes. Uh, while we were playing the crew, Deep Mission Deep Sea. This is typical of me. We'll go on YouTube and we'll just find something tangentially related to the board game we're playing. Uh, we listened to uh, Ancient Greek Music Volume 1, Spirit of Aristotle on FOM Records Channel. Mm -hmm. um, while we were playing Korra. Um, the Sims Complete Soundtrack. Um, some steampunk music, steampunk music compilation, uh, Clockwork Lands, one hour mix, uh, the Spirit of Orchestral Music, uh, channel on YouTube, and three hours of dark fantasy music, The Dark Trilogy, Adrian von Ziegler, uh, also on YouTube. Lots of just background to board games. We've not had a lot. Oh, and Dice Funk Season 7. Oh, yeah. And I'm still going through that. How how how's that going? Um, you've got some. You've got a power, and ah. um, you're getting your ass kicked by uh, someone on a boat that you've tried to um, <laughs> uh, kidnap. Uh, you, yeah. You, uh, 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 what you trying to steal a boat? Yes. Yes. Grand Th Grand Theft Skiff, I believe. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, that's going well. And, and Chris is already playing two characters. Oh, because Chris cannot be contained. I mean, yeah. 
is a force of nature. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, he is. You don't need wild magic with Chris. Can you imagine Chris with wild magic? Chris had wild magic I in know, season three. But can you imagine if he had it like again now that he seems to be at full power? Oh, God. I want to have wild magic at some point. It seems so fun. Do you know Austin's going to write you like a whole new deck? Yeah, also, and I'm very excited. Also, just like a, a pre-thing for anyone, uh, we should talk about um, podcasts that we're going to be on or have been on. Oh, yeah. Um, so you've been on... Uh, kind, of, kind of Funny Games Daily. I was yeah. on on uh, Tuesday the 12th, uh, mm. if you want to go look that episode up. Uh, the news was largely talking about video game to movie adaptations because it was a weird news day. Yeah. Um, we also talked about Pokemon Legends Arceus not being strictly an open world game, but it being more akin to something like Monster Hunter. Um, is that not an open world game? Uh, uh, Monster Hunter is like you have like a base and then you go on missions and the missions will take you to an individual large area but the large areas are not connected to the other oh, large okay. areas. You go to the one where that mission takes place, come back, go to the other one. Gotcha. So, like, it, it's not that big a difference, but, like, people had opinions about it. Uh, so, yes, Kind of Funny Games Daily. Uh, we're going to be on Human Solid News again. Yeah. Uh, I am definitely, and you're possibly going to be on a, a Dice Funk Halloween uh, yeah, maybe. We'll see maybe. how that pans if, out. If a backup is needed, you will be on there. I will definitely be on there. Um, we're going to play some Thirsty Sword Lesbians, and it's going to be amazing. Um, Indeed. Joa is DMing, or whatever the DM equivalent is of, yeah. in Thirsty Sword Lesbians. Phoenix is going to be on, and Amira. I don't know. I don't know Amira, but Amira's going to be on as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to play some Thirsty Sword Lesbians. A game the way you don't have necessarily have to have a sword, Feel that thirsty or a lesbian? Indeed, uh, it's a, it's it seems like a really neat game that involves c- quite minimal dice rolling. Minimal dice rolling, lots of talk about consent and yeah. um, sort of you have like veils and like basically things you don't want to happen at all. Yeah, and this is all like discussed in your like session one. Yeah, um, your characters will have like you'll you'll have a sword to design. You don't have to. Uh, it doesn't have to be a sword. Yeah. For example, I'm thinking about having a harpoon. Indeed. They mainly recommend melee weapons because it gets you up close and personal with the person you're fighting, which is good for... So there's potential for dramatic kissing. Exactly. If you want to have like, ah, there is angry tension, but it turns into a smooch, maybe. That's easier if you're at like, melee distance. distance. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yep, that, that's... That that's a thing that's going to be happening, and I will keep everyone updated about when that goes. Yeah, um, is that you've listened to it? That's else? everything I've listened to. Well then, time for this. Making plans to go out with your friends, seventy-five pounds. Heading out to the cinema, twenty-five pounds. Buddy's weekend retreat away in the Cotswolds, three hundred pounds. Cancelled plans at the last minute where you can just stay home and not have to socialise. Priceless. Right, right, so I've, uh, given the whole fuel crisis and, uh, the food crisis and the air crisis and the, all the other crises... Crises. Crises. Uh, we, we definitely didn't cause, we no, definitely no. didn't profit off of. Uh, no, it's complete uh, accidents that are nothing good for us, of it, course. Exactly. Probably, pro- bl- bloody Jeremy Corbyn, if, uh, we, if Corbyn he'd come in, it would have been, yeah, this is, 
this is what it would be like under communism. Ah. Well, mm. see, the, the problem we've got is we've not got enough of the things and we need to make them stretch a lot further. Exactly. So I've called in a specialist, someone who can apparently make all of this go away. Hello. Hi. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, so you're, you're, the, you're the homeopath, Yes, right? I, I'm the homeopath. Um, here's my suggestion for how we're going to fix things. Right. Um, we take the very small amount of petrol we have yes. and we dilute it infinitely. We dilute it so much that there's not even a single atom of it left in the average sample anymore. Oh, because uh, you said something about uh, water having memory or something? Uh, uh, some bullshit like that, I said. Uh, you know, it, it won't make it weaker. It'll make it stronger. It, the petrol will be better because it's basically non-existent because water memory or something. Right, right. And uh, sorry, uh, I, I noticed you're wearing an awful lot of crystals. Uh, it does seem to make you an expert on the whole homeo homeopathy thing. And this, this works, does it? Oh, indeed, indeed. Also, don't worry about all the crystals. The crystals are the one thing that you need lots of, not a tiny amount of. Crystals right. are different from in, uh, everything else. But yes, no. Uh, you do, uh, you can do it with the food shortage as well. You take the food you give to uh, the food banks. You just dilute it to the point it basically doesn't exist. It'll go so much further. Uh, you could do that with the air. You just uh, if you put enough pollutants in the air, what air is left will probably be stronger air. I think. Right. Well, I mean, you're 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 Jeremy's cousin, and uh, he's uh, he's uh, yes, 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 that's correct. My cousin, uh, uh, an absolute expert in the field of the. Uh, well, I mean, if Jeremy, if we, we um, okay, a billion pounds will that do you? Oh, I think that'll manage. Do you I think, think that'll, that'll just about cover it? Just, just about, just, just about. about. I'll, I'll probably get you what a what a what a loaf of bread. Uh well, well, a loaf of bread when I'm done will be considerably more than that. Oh, like like the, like the whole Jesus thing. Well, exactly, because you won't need the whole loaf of bread, will you? You'll only need the, the tiny fragment of it. So, oh, oh that's <laughs> bloody clever. That's bloody. I told you it was clever. It was just my cousin that very, very clever. I mean, homeopathy is basically Jesus with the bread and the fish. I, I think. Yeah, so oh, well, 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 well. Have a good rest of the day, anointed one, and enjoy your 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 million, billion, billion pounds. Thank you. Question time, let's have a questions. What's the question? Uh, Future Fishy asks, Pikachu always gets fun hats for events slash holidays. What other Pokemon should have hats? Uh, Mimikyu should have a hat, because if Pikachu gets one, Mimikyu should get one. Damn right. Bulbasaur? Yeah. Oh, Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur could do good with a hat. All the evolutions and Eevee. Oh no, I've got the correct answer to this. Hatterene? It's a Pokemon that already has a hat built into its head. Should have a hat. Hats on hats. But it's a go Team Fortress 2, put a hat on the hat. What if... I, okay, the ultimate answer is obviously Ditto. Because Ditto can be any other Pokemon. All the Pokemon should have hats. Hats, 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 hats. <laughs> yes. Everybody wear a hat. <laughs> oh, I've been sent a picture of a tiny snail. Oh. <laughs> there it is. It's a tiny snail. That's from Future oh. Fishy as well. It was in the question thread. I was like, what is happening? Uh, Liam Hind asks, are there any companies that you will avoid at all costs? Uh, for sure. Actibliz? Actibliz, um, Warner Brothers, because they fucking side with Rowling and like, blah, blah, blah. Although I can't deny that I don't always consider who makes a film before looking at it, but like, if I'm fully aware of 
I'm very much more aware of Warner Brothers in gaming. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Warner Brothers in games and in movies, I'm trying to avoid when I remember to do so, because... Uh, stop giving money to turf. Yeah, stop being like, hey, we're going to give you more money, turf, and and not in any way criticise any of your stances. Um, in board games, uh, queen games, there there is some questionable stuff. So, uh, Stefan Feld, I think it is, makes uh, like a whole series of games that are just like, like named after a city. And uh, there was a post up on Twitter recently where... He was posed in a fez with a bag over his, his shoulder um, for the Marrakesh, uh, like for some Marrakesh art. Yeah. Um, that particular piece of art got a lot of people on Twitter being like, this is not a good move or a good look for anyone. And um, that is a, a printed special edition piece available only in their current Kickstarter for mm. the full set of the four Stefan Feld games. And also, they uh, Queen Games did this year, I think, um, a whole game based on Native Americans, like yes. Native American, um, uh, like gods and stuff or spirits. And they, uh, like, they, they were like, "Oh yeah, we've consulted with people. Yeah, but you're not giving them any money. There's yeah. no one on your team. Mm. Then no one is is getting any any money out of this. This is all going to be entirely you." using somebody else's culture again mm. um so yeah not big keen on on queen games i'm not i i haven't bought anything in lush for a while because yeah there's been a lot of back and forth about lush uk being like kind of transphobic oh wait, it went by jelly bellies oh yeah homophobia. um we do have chick-fil-a in this country but i will not go there i don't care how pickle soaked anything is or whatever the fuck they do that supposedly makes their stuff good yeah um yeah I, there is a list but i can't yeah. necessarily think of it off the top of my head i w i know it when i see it yeah generally there's like oh nope not doing that thank you very much uh ghost wood Ooh, Ooh. so spoopy now uh why does my right arm hurt i don't know why does your right arm hurt Maybe slept on it, bunny. Ah, uh, let's let's hope it's that. Uh, or maybe you're you're just like us, and you just walked into a door <laughs> because spatial awareness, and then ADHD, and just forgot it. Yeah. Or just <laughs> time passing. Time passing. Yeah. Where where did this bruise come from? I don't know. Old age. <laughs> ADHD. <laughs> Who fucking knows? Vorderella <sighs> uh, asks superpowers. How do I get them? Flying would be nice. I uh, uh, would uh, have to include suspension of disbelief, though. I don't want to constantly eat bugs, or uh, I guess get cold. Uh, his, if 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 history has told me anything, go stand in front of some radiation. Please don't go and stand in front of I any radiation. Don't do that. But that is what that is what media tells me. According to Stanley and 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 Jack Kirby, uh, the answer is always gamma rays. Uh, get bitten by a strange spider. Always gamma radiation. Yeah, gamma sense. radiation. Get bit by a weird spider. Um, um uh, alien. Aliens. I feel like if yeah. you want the like zero point energy floating, and and possibly things being sort of yeah. bounced around you and not getting cold, I, I feel like you need oh. either incredible scientific science. Or alien science. Oh no! See, I I think here's the safe answer: look inside yourself and unlock one hundred percent of your brain to unlock your superpowers. Ah, there you go. Yes. Yep. Yep. You need to 
You need to get an achievement for 100%ing yourself, <laughs> and you'll unlock Super You, who gets to fly. <laughs> uh, you collect all the Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> okay, find all the Dragon Balls in your sorted. Yeah, find all the Dragon Balls. Um, all of these are uh, possible options, so... Uh, finish the Millennium Puzzle and unlock your inner self. Yeah, I mean, you unlocked your inner self recently. Yeah, I've been... I mean, that was around the time I started ADHD <laughs> meds. It has roughly <laughs> coincided with me unlocking my true potential. Uh, Tricky asks, what else is tricky to rock? Um, The baby from Babysitting Mama, because if you rock it uh, in the wrong kind of way, it'll shout, no, 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 don't shake the baby. Um, during lockdown, it was particularly tricky to rock down to Electric Avenue. Ah, it's 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 only in Brixton. We could we we could have yeah, but it's it's sort of outside the safe travel area. We could have got a couple and, yeah. of trains there, but it was outside of our area. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is all the questions. Well then, time for this. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Rochelle Justice Warriors. Rochelle Justice Warriors. Yeah. Alright, Larry. Alright, Barry. How you doing? Uh, not bad, mate, not bad. Getting that season where heating's got to go on. Hoodies yeah, on in the afternoon, yeah. my toes are freezing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's getting the chills coming, it's on its yeah, way. Yeah, but I mean, like, I'm loving the uh, the autumnal vibe. Yeah. I'm loving the people getting very excited about pumpkin spices, you know, yeah. they seem very happy about that. Cozy season is fast approaching. Yeah, I can get some of my lovely scarves out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you you been up to much? Oh, I've just been reading about uh, what our, what the UK government's up to again. You know how it is. Yeah, what is it this time? Uh, well, you know, you know how June is uh, Pride Month. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Our UK uh, government has decided it's got the perfect way to celebrate that next year. Oh, are they uh, reforming the, the uh, GRA? No, no, if only, if Are they only. fixing the whole GIC process? No, if only. Are they uh, dealing with uh, the rising violence uh, around the... You, you, uh, are, you are not going to get it. it no? is, I was being a little bit sarcastic. It is oh. not actually a very good thing at all. Oh. Uh, they are hosting a hashtag safe to be me conference. In the country where we have huge rising homophobia and, yep. and, and, and like tr- transphobia. Yes. So is... Here's the gist of this, right? They're doing a conference to talk about how amazingly safe it is to be LGBT in the UK. Right. They're inviting politicians from other countries to come to the UK to be given education on how to make their countries as safe for LGBT people as the UK is. Ha ha. This same government who, you know, with the equality minister has been meeting with uh, anti-trans groups. Yes. And the only reason we have as much, uh, you know, uh, gay positivity as we do in the government is because of one MP for, uh, I believe it's Rygate and Banstead, uh, who uh, is is, uh, an openly gay person who is just about gay positive but has voted against quite a lot of things yeah and even when he has voted it's been for his own benefit yeah this this is basically a sweeping under the rug uh exercise seems Uh, like it yeah yeah um they are trying to sweep over all of the glaring problems they have by throwing a look how great we are party and on top of that, there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of very colonialismy vibes about like, hey, rest of the world, come let us teach you how to be better at LGBT people when there are countries infinitely 
better than the UK right now at that. You know how um, the British Empire exported homophobia and, and, uh, and all yeah. of that to, you know, the this, entire rest of the world. This is what I was going to say. A lot we of, crushed down yeah. gender variants in just about yeah. everywhere we went. So yeah. come back to us. We know how it's done. Exactly. Like a lot of places, you know, in the world were a lot better about LGBT people and gender diversity before the UK got involved. It is gross to see them turn around and go, oh, look, we'll teach you uh, how it'll be better. It's uh, it's exhausting, and I am surprised how many people don't know it's happening. And it is probably going to be a huge focal point in the UK for uh, Pride Month next year, because it is going to be right slap in the middle of Pride. Yeah, I imagine that corporate Pride is going to be wrapped up to 11 for that. And, yeah. Uh, and hopefully we'll see uh, non-corporate Pride uh, step up to, you know, be critical of what's going on. Yeah, I mean, the fact that we're going to have, uh, you know, I think for the ninth or tenth year running we'll have UK Black Pride, which will be, yeah. you know, a whole group of people who didn't even feel safe at regular Pride. Hopefully we see some protests and stuff rise up as well. Cause hopefully need, uh, some hopefully some people some workshops around that. Yeah. Alright, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go have a cup of tea, I think. Yeah. Uh, hug, yeah. Hug, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. before you, you nip off, mate. Oh that's Ah, good up, mate. Good up. Yeah, enjoy your day. Yeah, you too, mate. You yeah. Zalora, so <gasps> we've got a book. We <laughs> and it's it's nearly Bon Jovi time. It's it's by the time you hear this, it might be Bon Jovi time. Whoa, oh, we're halfway there. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there. Campaigning uh, for a book. Yeah, it's called Who Hunts the Whale. It's a novel. It's definitely fictional. It's about a fictional AAA video game development company that maybe doesn't treat its employees great and pushes what? a lot of bad business practices into the games it's selling. What? The games industry would never do that, Sean. Exactly. And it's a novel where someone is working in that company and going, ah, it's my dream job. Oh no, all of these things are happening. What do I do? Mm. It's, what it, do they do? That is the mystery. That is the mystery. It's called Who Hunts the Whale? It's up on Unbound. Go order yourself a copy. Yeah, There's unbound.com slash book slash whale. Yeah. Uh, I am really enjoying where we are going with that because I yeah. just wrote... So it's it's basically a year in the life. Yeah. Well, 13 months in the life. And I just wrote November. And boy, howdy, that goes in places. Yeah. Uh, and I am... Uh, that is definitely like my oh shit that's a uh, that, yeah. that was really cool ah. December and January are all you've got left on that mm. first draft we're real close yeah. I'm real proud of this yeah. we are further through the book than the funding is so yeah, yeah. We, we're keeping help, we're keeping help, ahead we're keeping uh, ahead help us balance that out yeah uh, yeah um, I'm very excited to see where people go I'm probably going to try and write December today nice and then we're a week away from from first draft completion ah. heck yeah uh other than that, Laura K. Buzz everywhere. You know the places. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon, uh, TikTok. That's all the stuff. Other books, Uncomfortable Labels, Gent Euphoria, Things I Learned from Mario's Butt. There's other podcasts, Pixel Squirt, uh, Podquisition, Dice Funk. There's also another show I do with you that isn't this one. That'll be polyamory. I'm definitely going to edit more of that. I'm really sorry. And and, and do, you, do you know how, how long ago we put up episode five on YouTube? How long? I don't know, probably like two or three years now at least. Apparently there's a problem with the audio and nobody told me. Oh. 
Oops. Oops. Sorry. Uh, so I'm going to try and fix that today as well. Um, yeah. uh, but the SoundCloud stuff is fine. So if you want to go and listen to it there, that's an option. Um, yeah, all of season one, most of season two is up on SoundCloud. I will get back to that. I'm very sorry. I've been writing a book. It's been yeah. a lot. Yeah, it, it somewhat takes over your life, doesn't it? It really does. Um, yeah, especially when you've got to promote it as well. Uh, yeah, you get occasional messages from the publisher being like, hey, hey, you should promote the book. Okay, I'm very sorry. I'll promote the book more. I'm sorry. Uh, I make music under the name Bedroom Programmer. I'll get back to that as well. <laughs> That's also on a, a whole separate SoundCloud from all of my podcasty stuff. So you can go and listen to that. I've got a red bubble. Yeah. Got t-shirts. Yeah. Uh, you can get Crim Pleasant Strangers t-shirts and Wealth and Inequality Solutions t-shirt and the Spookake t-shirt because mm. it's spook season. Get yourself a little ghosty for, you, for, you, for your bits wherever you want it. You can get it on a badge. You can get it on a t-shirt. You can get it on a fucking bath mat. Nice. Um, if you want to stand on the on all the spoopy ectoplasm, <laughs> it's ectoplasm. Wink. Oh no, it's damp underfoot. Right, right. There's also a celebrate butts t-shirt on there that I'm proud of. Because every time we do uh, TKO on, yeah. on on Jackbox, people are like, "Do that as a t-shirt," and then I do it as a t-shirt, and no one buys it. I I might have to go <laughs> and buy a couple of them. There's, there's a couple of them that I'm like, I need to get around to getting. Yeah, there's there's a couple more that I need to get around to putting up there as well. Because um, there's there's ideas that have just been sitting there, I just haven't had yeah. Streamerlinks. slash jnieiac and the most important one, patreoncom radio. For as little as, as a dollar a month, you can help me justify a 76-hour work week, or possibly more. And, uh, yeah, uh, for $10 a month, you can get early access to things like Queer and Pleasant Strangers and anything else that I might happen to get put up. I try and put everything up just a little bit early. Um, and some cases, very, very early for Queer and Pleasant Strangers, because I usually record on a Tuesday, edit on a Tuesday, and yeah. make it available to those high-level peoples. But everyone gets it eventually, because... Equality. Yeah. Um, I think that's everything. Laura, will you sing us out, please, darling? Until next time, be a stranger. Mm-hmm.